How can your life be changed by hearing stories of hope? In today's season finale, we recap some of the most impactful moments from the show. Stay tuned. Welcome to Stories of Hope. I'm Christine Hotchkiss. Each week, I bring you stories that inspire, educate, and give you hope. I want to thank my sponsor and podcast producer, The Motivated Mind Group. In the last year, I have had the honor of sharing the stories of over 90 individuals and their triumphs over illness, trauma, and other adversities. These people have shown true resilience and have given hope that there is healing in hearing the journeys of others. Today, I am joined by Jill Kemp, a producer at MMG Studios, who has worked behind the scenes on the show and shares how she has been impacted. Jill, welcome to the season two finale. Thank you. You have been behind the camera with me for a year. So welcome to this side of the camera in the studio. Yeah, thank you so much. It's been a great year. I really enjoyed being a part of the show. When I came to you guys and I said, this is what I do and this is what I want to do, they're like, yeah, we're going to do this. And I was like, I don't think you realize what we're going to be getting into. I said, I'm going to be bringing people in here that you're going to be changed by each individual individual story Mm because we walk through our lives just dealing with our own stuff, don't we? Definitely. A lot of times you don't really think about um, what other people are really going through. So it's been it's been interesting to to sit here and listen and and to really see a lot of deep and emotional and difficult journeys that people are going through. We've had people cry. Mm-hmm. They've made me cry. Mm-hmm. We've had people laugh. Yeah. We've had dogs in here. We've <laughs> had kids in here. We've had. I'm sure we've just barely touched the surface. Mm-hmm. But in this this year's time, we've we've covered quite a bit. Definitely. And um, I want to say here in front of everybody that you have been the person behind the camera fixing my hair, <laughs> fixing the microphone, telling me to sit up or, or prompting things that I have um, forgotten to ask or mm-hmm. to give more information on our guests and let them right. go and run with it. So thank you for being that side of it uh, to Absolutely. make these be life changing for people. So let's recap some of the um, stories that. I mean, there were so many. I know it was difficult. It was. I mean, I asked you to select a few. And <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean out of 100 and who? I got to pick know, four. <laughs> I know. Well, 91, 91 episodes. Mm-hmm. A lot of them made an impact on me personally. And I've told the stories multiple times of what I've heard from, from these individuals. The journeys that these people shared with us. I mean, they certainly have continued since the filming of the episode. And I want all my guests to know that I did not think that... One of you had one better than the other, but I was given yeah. only so many <laughs> to choose yep. from. Sorry, we only have 30 <laughs> minutes, so. <laughs> one of the stories that really impacted me is a lady I have yet to meet. We are social media friends and have been for several years, and her name is Norma Trujillo. She's down in Tucson, and she's a bilateral amputee. So where did you get this determination to get back up? Honestly, I got it from my family. Mm. It was from my husband who stood by my side all those times in the hospital. When I woke up, he was the one who told me that, you know, you lost both your legs, you were in this horrible accident. But the fact that he did not leave my sight and the fact that my family was there taking care of my children, that was the strength I knew that I had that everything was going to be okay. It was going to take a slower pace. It was going to make slow movements to move those mountains. But with the people, the support, 
of my family, I knew that it was a small step to recover this brand new life. If all these people believe in me and believe in this life that I was given a second chance, then I have the opportunity. I have the the moment where I just need to keep going. I can't let anybody down, especially myself oh, or my it. children. I love that you said, especially myself. Fascinating how someone has only half of their body and, and does what she does. It's it? unbelievable. It's like she's... I mean, I don't want to say she's unaffected by it, but it just goes to show you what people can really do. If you set your mind to it, people say, oh, I can't, I can't do this. I can't do that. I mean, she's proof that yes, you can. And, and just giving up isn't an option. You got to figure out how to get back up. No pun intended with her having lost the bottom half of her body. Mm -hmm. So she plays and has fun with it. She actually has different sizes of prosthetics. Oh, really? So she can be at any height she wants to. Oh, I love that. She does uh, some marathons too. I, I'm not quite sure what kind. I think I've seen her in a couple of different walks, races. So she was one of the top people that I was just wowed by. Mm -hmm. We had a guest not too long ago, and I'll always remember this phrase get up and live. Mm. And that's one of the perfect examples that she is doing is getting up and living. Just as most of these interviews that we've sat down with have had something happen that says, no, I can do this. And sometimes they do it better than they did when they had the ability, yep. whether it was their limbs or not, right? Yep, absolutely. Or they become a beacon of hope. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of your guests, their trauma and their, their experience has then propelled them into a position of of really, of like giving their life a purpose and creating something for others, which actually that's a pretty good lead in for our next, you wanna tell <laughs> about the next one that we're gonna Ooh, highlight? Miss Lily, oh yes, she was a joy to have her little spunky attitude. She was my first youngest <laughs> interview great. that I had. So Lily, with Lily's pad, mm -hmm. she had an autoimmune deficiency and um, was a, re had, actually recovered from leukemia. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, she was very young. Well, she's young. I think she's nine or 10 right now, but she was very small where her dad wanted to take her to go play. And his, her dad's like, nope, I'm sorry, we can't do that. You'll get you know, more sick. And mm -hmm. so they created this safe space and place for kids who have an autoimmune deficiency to have fun and still play like kids should play. Well, should we check out a little clip about Sweet yeah. Little Lily? Yes, most definitely. So I do have to ask, because VIP is very important, you know that. What's the inspiration part? Well, I gotta say, telling them that they can beat it and go through their treatment. And um, they have a playground to play on. And if they need any help, I'll be there. That's very nice of you, because you've been there, so you understand, right? Do you have any part in the um, playground that's going to be at Lily's Pad? Like input on what you want there for other kids to be able to enjoy like you? Well, there's of course going to be a playground there, but it's a special um, type of playground that kids that have body parts that are not that they're not born with, like some ramps for people that have wheelchairs and some, and maybe like some benches around so the people that um, barely can walk can sit oh. down wow. after a little break of playing. A little break of playing. Do you really get a break from playing? Because I don't. <laughs> well, that's a great thing. So. Um, what grade are you in? 
Um, I'm in third. So do you have a best friend? Yes, I do. Okay. Is it a boy or a girl? Girl. Okay. What's her name? Berlin. Berlin. So what does she think about this whole idea? Does she know about this playground that you're going to be a part of? What does she think? She thinks it's a, um, a good place for kids that um, are going through stuff, not just like cancer, but other treatments. She thinks it's going to help a lot of kids out there have a better life going through treatment and a good childhood. I think that's a good, good observation. Between the lines of treatment. Ooh, so between the lines of treatment, what would that mean for someone that I just heard this statement? Well, during their treatments and while they get home, maybe they can get like a day off and maybe go to this playground nearby a cancer hospital. Okay, so are the adults forbidden to be on the playground? Is it just for kids and kids only? Well, yes, it is for kids, okay. but it can be different ages. Will you be the welcoming committee as well as the VIP of Inspiration? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the purpose, you mm -hmm. know? I mean, here she is, this little girl, and now what they've done, her and her family, but, mm -hmm. you know, rather than live a life where you're, you're focused on the illness, mm -hmm. the sadness, mm -hmm. her experience is creating this safe haven for all these other kids. They have teamed up with the Children's Hospital here in Phoenix, uh, Ronald McDonald's House, I mean, all these different organizations where they're now... I think you've heard the phrase, the tree, then they've got all these branches. Mm -hmm. Now this has opened up to so many other types of um, kids with different things that people would have said, oh, that's just the way it is. And they're like, no, it's not the way it is. A kid can still be having fun. Let's figure out how we can all work together as a community. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like you said, a purpose. And, yeah. uh, and who knows where all these other kids are gonna have their purpose from this too. Speaking from the position of being a mother, it's difficult to see children struggling. Mm -hmm. And I say struggling, but it's so different for them. It's difficult for us, but it's almost like it's not difficult for them. So it's if, like they it's can not know, like they no. can do it better. Like I think the most common phrase that we like to refer to is resilience. Yeah, It's us as the adults that have been programmed by the things that have happened or that we see as we're growing older. Like you said, the I can't. The inputs. Over there. Yes. Like yeah. it's like. Over your lifetime, you build up all of this, all these layers of um, excuses, reasons why yes. you can't do something because it's been programmed. You saw somebody or something else. Happen. Exactly. And kids 100%. don't have that. No, because they haven't been taught that. Yeah. So they're like, no, you know what? This is how things are for me. This is the illness that I have. This is the injury that I have. This is what I'm faced with. This is my life. Jill, how many times have you heard a little child say, I'm okay. I'll be okay. Right? Yeah. And you're like, how can they say that? They have yeah. no idea what they're going through. And they're like, no, I'll be fine, mommy, or I'll be fine, daddy. And as adults, we forget how resilient we are. And we forget the little kid in us, too. So I really want everyone to take a peek at that facility, Lily's Pad, because it's 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 one of a kind. It's its very own. Unbelievable. Helping I know. Kids. I've never been there, actually. Let's take a little trip.
Oh my gosh, I have. They had a grand opening not too long ago. Yeah, it's oh, fun. fun. Okay. Yeah, you can. There's a slide in there. That's really cool. So mm-hmm. go Lily. Yes, yeah. go Lily. I would love to have her back. We should. Uh, we we should, should look at having her back in season three. Yeah. And do a little update. Sounds like oh, Lily. She'd be sitting there doing the whole entire conversation. Forget her dad. It'd be just her. <laughs> well, shoot, she's almost old enough. I mean, <laughs> by the pretty soon she'll be uh, she'll be CEO of her own operation. So. Probably right now she's VP of Positivity. I love it. Right? I love it. Thanks, Lily. You know, another thing that helps everyone is service animals. Mm, we got no. the kids. Now we've got the big people mm-hmm. and different types of trauma, right? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? <don't> <laughs> we've got the kids and now we have different the big people. people. <laughs> I say big people because we're talking about kids and then the resilience of kids. But now we've got the adults and we're like, okay, so now we have something else that mm, we need well, to adults help us. need help. They, they don't have the resilience that kids mm-hmm. have, right? Because mm-hmm. we forget. Yeah. Then we rely on our pets. Mm. Uh, you know, a, a pet always makes you feel good, whether yeah. it's a horse, as you've got. Yes. I love horses. Yes. Or for some, it's a dog. It's a cat. It's a mm. ferret. It's a pig. It's a whatever that's the comfort. And Goose was one of our guests, along with Jenna and Ryan, with PAWS, mm-hmm. which is a local nonprofit organization mm-hmm. assisting first responders and our veterans he was retired army mm-hmm. and just he was so straightforward with him dealing with PTSD being a part of the military and the active duty that he had to overcome some of the trauma that he had to come back and say I'm just going to live a normal life and it wasn't that way and yeah. that's where we actually almost had a breakdown ourselves with crying because that was the reality of we don't understand what our veterans are going through our first responders the trauma that they have to stuff down mm-hmm. because it's their job and I think a lot of people actually can qualify with the whole PTSD but we talk about veterans the most because we hear about the suicide which brings us to another part of a conversation that is very heavy, but people have to know about it. And with having you here and having an understanding as to why you both have this organization. I had been out since 2006 and I just didn't fit in. I missed the military, but I didn't have Facebook. I didn't have any social media and I was by myself. It was just hard. I didn't fit in. I didn't know what to do. I did everything that I was told. I took all the medications they told me to take. But I was so, I felt like a zombie in my own body. I would watch my kids get into a fight and I had no emotions. I just watched them. I didn't care about anything. And um, in the process, I was tired of taking medications. And I had started pricing service dogs because I knew I was going down a bad path. And dogs have always been my sanctuary. Since I was a little kid, I always had dogs. They were always my best friend. I actually wasn't going to marry Jana unless she let me get a dog. (laughs) I had the wedding ring at home, and I didn't propose to her until I brought a dog home to see what she would say. 2012, I was working full-time, and I was driving home, and I hit rock bottom, and I was on the 60. I took my seatbelt off, and I drove onto incoming traffic and trying to get hit by a semi-truck. I just figured that my kids would be better off. I had four kids at the time. I figured my kids would be better off because they'd get life insurance. Jana could go get remarried, somebody that wasn't as screwed up as I was. And I pulled off the road. Thank God nothing hit me. And I broke down and cried and I called the VA and I said, I need to get seen. And I had a really good psychologist. And I said, this isn't working. She goes, I'll make you a deal. She goes, I'm going to help you. And she goes, I'll help you get a dog. She goes, I have an organization that will help you train you to train your own dog. She got me hooked up with this organization. They got me in the program within a week and it saved my life. It literally saved my life. 
I've now, I'm off of all my medications. Yay. I have my best friend, Goose. My other dog, I had my service dog, Gus, for over nine years. He just retired on me. And in the process, I went to inpatient. I learned to let go of a lot of my demons. I had a lot of survivor guilt. And I had stuff that I wasn't responsible for that I, through the process of intensive therapy, that I learned wasn't mine to carry anymore. The thing this service dogs really did for me was it gave me and my wife a buffer. When she comes home and I would have a dog or two laying on top of me, mm-hmm. She would tell the kids, hey, dad's having a rough day. Let's go outside. Let's go to our rooms and play video games tonight. Instead of going, what's wrong with you? Mm. She gave me a 30, 40 minute window. My dogs would leave. And she'd be like, hey, I saw the dogs on you. Are you okay? If we could all just understand that communication is key. Let me have my time out, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And besides my dog saving my life, he saved my marriage. Somebody who has active PTSD Mm -hmm. um, for being in in the service, Mm -hmm. They're not able to move past that when Mm -hmm. that trigger happens. Mm -hmm. And the dogs are able to sense that Mm -hmm. and just be that like little cuddly comfort. Dogs are amazing. Mm -hmm. I mean, animals in general, they have an ability to understand what people are feeling and what they need. So that's what we saw with Goose. Talk about resilience, Mm -hmm. resistance, and getting up and going. Mm -hmm. Just these three stories alone Then we have the next one, Mm -hmm. Jen Ortiz. She too has a therapy dog that's a specific task for her. She is a two-time brain cancer survivor. Yeah. And that is with her for the rest of her life. She wears the device on her head that has to be monitored all the time. And um, I know I can do this because she was so funny. I know. I'm like, how is this woman... (laughs) even real <laughs> no i know she was making a she was she, was she never had a bad hair day because she didn't have to worry about her hair yeah. you know she's okay with me saying that because she had us in stitches here the first one was august of 2020 uh my son had just started an online program for school because it was 2020 mm-hmm. i finished up work and we we're gonna go for a swim and i felt this feeling as though it was choking on my tongue and my mouth pulled all the way over my left hand kind of started to cool curl up as in my foot, kind of like when the house fell on the witch in the Wizard of Oz. It's what I felt like. And I hobbled out to my back door and swung the door open. And when my husband looked back, he was like, dude, are you okay? And I just grabbed his forearm and collapsed and went into a full seizure. Oh my gosh. I wasn't able to respond verbally or physically. I just was shaking. I did deny uh, being transported. Uh, (laughs) Well, if we're going to be honest. Absolutely. This is where it's supposed to be. You're going to help community. You're going to help me. I had a lot of parties during the summer of COVID (laughs) and we just moved into our house in May. So I was like, I don't need my neighbors thinking I'm being transported due to COVID. Oh, I didn't think about that. Okay. But I mean, my daughter was leaving for vet school and we just got our new home. So I don't know. The things we think about that really aren't important, especially when you're talking about needing to have medical care. Right. I love that you have sense of humor, by the way. (laughs) There's been a few times I've laughed and I don't want anyone to think that I'm being insensitive. No. Because we've talked prior to this and now I, I, because we've been texting and actually talked on the phone. So now you're bringing it here and I was like, I want anyone to know that it's okay. She's given permission. That's what I use. who you are. Right. Totally get it. Uh, So we went to Gilbert Mercy and they worked it up like a stroke because there was no way to really know where to start and that allows uh, medical things to go a little faster faster such as blood MRI etc and they did a CT scan and found a mass on my brain I was like okay I have two questions one will it impact my personality she said no 
And I was like, okay, will I still be funny? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, that's a different part of the brain. She's like, you might have to learn to walk again. I was like, I could still be funny oh. on a walker or a cane or a wheelchair. So like it just from the beginning had to find some way to, I use sarcasm and and wit and humor to cope. Humor gets us through every day, but sometimes humor is our mask, mm -hmm. right? And so the, one of the questions I asked her is, what is it that we're providing for our kids when we're going through something? Do you wear a mask, Christine? Um, not anymore. I did because, as you know, I founded this show based on the tragedy of losing my daughter in a family auto accident. Mm -hmm. And for years, up until just recently, I was wearing a mask. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be okay. I'm not okay. I'm going to make sure that kids are going to not have to worry about anything. But in fact, we're actually causing more harm to them than we are good. So it does go both ways. Resilience or not, we, we can wear a mask. The kids can wear a mask. The mm -hmm. kids can be resilient. We can be resilient. But each of these stories that we have either talked about or not talked about, there's been a lesson learned out of every single one of them on how we get up and live, mm -hmm. right? Whatever the situation is, we have the choice to decide how we want to enjoy our day. Yeah, I, I remember one of our previous guests talked about, um, it was a recent, I believe it was uh, Carrie Grant, mm -hmm. who talked about how we do have to address traumas, mm -hmm. things that happen to us mm -hmm. that um, if we don't, you know, deal with them, if we don't talk about it, if we don't connect with other people who have gone through similar things, mm -hmm. like you always say that me too factor, mm -hmm. if we don't do that, then you're just, you're just pushing the ball down the field. You're just, it's just delaying the healing We've heard stories about abuse, mm -hmm. abandonment, yep. neglect. Yep. So all these stories, whether we've highlighted just a handful of them, they all have some similarity in each of their stories. And you made a great example of just pushing the ball down the court. Mm -hmm. It's going to keep rolling, but where is it rolling to? And what is it passing up? Or what is it not? Where's the traction that says, I have to stop? Yeah, yeah. Like um, Tammy, you know, um, the burn survivor. Oh. You know, she said the same thing. She was like, you know, I can either sit in a corner and cry for the rest of my life mm -hmm. because I can't change what happened to me. Mm -hmm. You know, you've had so many guests on here that have said that same kind of a thing. You can't change the hand that you're dealt. Mm -mm. You can either connect with other people that have similar stories. You can seek out guidance, people that you trust, but to just ignore it, it's not gonna, it's not gonna change anything that's happened. Mm -hmm. And there's still beautiful life out there for mm -hmm. you. And your purpose could be with helping others. Your purpose mm -hmm. could be sharing your story. Mm -hmm. And so I've seen that on your show and I appreciate you for bringing that to people because I hope that people what that have, have watched mm -hmm. and listened to your show, that whatever their journey is, whatever their ailment or illness or trauma that they've been through, that they realize that there are other people out there who have the strength and they too can have that same kind of strength and resilience mm -hmm. to move forward and to have live a beautiful full life.
look how many things have come about like nonprofit organizations. Mm -hmm. A -hmm. lot of them were founded by someone's story. Absolutely. With the, hey, this might be a me too, but I don't have to see you go through it. And I want to be there to help you not go through as much as I did. I mean, Mm -hmm. we're all going to go through something, maybe not as severe. Mm -hmm. And some people go through a lot of different things over and over. It gave me a, a different outlook on What do I have to complain about? Mm -hmm. You know, like I I can't sit here and not be grateful for for what I have. If you have all these individuals who, whether it be through starting an organization or whether it be through, um, you know, connecting with other folks or giving others the opportunity to share their stories. I definitely appreciate that that uh, sensibility that I've gained from watching all these 91 journeys. (laughs) (laughs) It has been a journey for sure. Mm -hmm. And in the reality of it all, all these people that you and I have sat down with, they didn't anticipate these things were going to happen to them. And they have gotten back up and they continue to move. So each day we're given, and you've already said the word, being grateful really has a lot of power in it. Mm -hmm. Because one day we're here and the next day we're gone, which we are all going to have. We all have an expiration date. So what are we doing between then or between now and then, Mm -hmm. you know? Anything can you, happen. You said something once, and um, maybe this is this is a good a good place for us to wrap this up. I okay. think you said that we're gone longer than we're alive. Did I paraphrase that? So, what are we doing with our life? Mm-hmm. That's always stuck with me. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Yeah, mm-hmm. life is short. Life is so so short. So we gotta. <sighs> Wrapping it up with me crying in the last part because that is those are my words, and I am experiencing that that's at this very moment. Yeah, with founding stories of hope based on the tragedy of my seventeen-year-old daughter passing away. Her name is Nicole, and on New Year's Day this coming year of twenty twenty-four, mm-hmm. it'll be seventeen years that she's gone. So now it does go to that part of I knew you less mm-hmm. than you're going to be gone. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So I want to thank you for being behind the camera and fixing it's me. An, it's been my honor. And uh, the people I look we've forward to, to season three. <laughs> I'm so glad I got to have you. <laughs> I'm so glad that we have worked together on this and that you believed in the mission. Not only just my vision and my mission, but everyone who sits in the seat or is on the camera that I have not physically met because we do it Zoom as well, mm-hmm. that you make an impact being here the way that you do it and allowing their stories to be seen and for anyone who wants to get a recap or even see any of one the stories that we've talked about they can go and find me on youtube absolutely check it out like subscribe and we'll see you soon we'll see you soon happy new year this inspiring story was brought to you by mmg your global creative agency based right here in downtown chandler Thank you.